Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. It is getting so close to Masters Week or around that time, and this is one of the best times of the year, I think. And we got John Rahm. I spoke with him at Bay Hill, and this is such a player that is going to win the Masters, right? If you're in the golf world, you've got to believe he's going to win the big one. And so I asked him a little bit about that in this very short two and a half minutes. Like, don't get your hopes up, but this is a little something. Uh, I spoke with him for PGA Tour Live, and I was focused on some of the superstars at Bay Hill. And with that, I did get a, a little insight at the very end of this about Augusta. Of course, planning is a lot different for him this year. He had his young kid uh, last April, and so that was a different philosophy. Showing up on Wednesday, I mean, not ideal at all. He said, asked if he would do this again uh, and that kind of prep. He said, God, no, no, I'm going to spend a lot more time prepping. He's off this week, which means he's probably, I would guess, at Augusta National, getting ready. He's only played it five times, and he's 27 years old. This guy, in the last four times at Augusta, he's been in the top nine each time. I love what he did at the end of last year. He shot 66 round of the day by two shots. He was on fire. I saw him on a tee shot on the par 316th. He was absolutely dialed in. The confidence was there. What I love about his recent quotes is if you look up and see what he said on the West Coast swing and also on the East Coast in Florida, he has said that he's never out of a tournament, right? He acts like it's his last, every shot is so into it. I'm going to try my hardest on every single shot. If I can finish higher, I absolutely want to finish higher. It means so much. And that's why my top 10 percentage is so good. You're hearing the fight. I'm a competitor in the end, right? He says, I'm a competitor. This reminds me, forget the Spanish connection. This really reminds me of Rafael Nadal, who, by the way, is my all-time favorite athlete. The way he chases down every single tennis ball, it's such a huge priority for him. So I'm seeing a little parallels there. Anyway, we go to Ram and look at his numbers, right? The Masters, right? First in shots gain off the tee. This is what you want. I talked to Nick Faldo about this on the conference call for CBS, previewing the Masters, and he said, shots gain tee to green. You need to be dialed in. Well, he's fourth. How do you like them apples for John Rahm? Okay, going in fifth in shots gained total. This guy, T to Green, is just a monster. And I think it's only a matter of time. These numbers are really in his favor. Oh, by the way, he's seventh in driving distance. Okay, first in greens and regulation at 75%. That's a big number. When I saw he was first in greens and regulation, you look at the recent winners and where they've ranked. In the field for that week, I, I went straight to Justin Ray. I tweeted him and said, what, what's going on with recent winners? Okay, so here's what you have. Speed, then 2015, second. Willett, tie for sixth. Garcia, tie for second. This is in green to regulation. Reed in 2018, tie for 21st. Woods, first. Uh, Johnson in 2020, first. Matsuyama, tie for seventh. I mean, you really need to be hitting your greens this week to win the Masters, and you have the best player in all of golf that hits the most amount of greens on the PGA Tour, that's John Rahm. So here he is. He says he always wants to finish higher. He's always driven that inner drive. And I know the fire can backfire sometimes, as it did the players a couple years ago when he went in the water on the 11th hole, the par five. He went for it, though. 
And you got to have that kind of mentality at Augusta National. Go for it every time, right? So he knows he's being chased. That's another recent quote he said on in the Florida swing. I'm being chased, and I know that as world number one in the past. He's gone to number two since. But he said, there's people trying to overtake me. I get it. But you know what? I'm chasing other people as well. I love that perspective. He's chasing history, right? He's, he, he's got dangling carrots looking for his next major after tasting what it's like at Torrey Pines and making those putts when he absolutely had to. If he has that kind of ability to make clutch putts on 17 and 18, you have to like what he brings to the table at Augusta, right? Like what's not to like about the inner confidence and swagger of John Rahm, especially at this very tricky golf course Augusta in the sense of the greens on Sunday you just never know he's already shown us with the 66 last year how well he can play on these greens and I asked him specifically about that what he confidence he takes from that final round and here we go into the audio with John Rahm starting off talking about Bay Hill and then of course getting to the Masters very briefly Hey, so I'm just curious, like Arnold Palmer obviously said he was a great inspiration. Arnold Palmer, what did he mean to you? I mean, you know, for people my age, Arnold Palmer obviously played uh, well before, you know, we really got into the game. So it's almost you got to go into the history of the game a little bit. Uh, We were very impacted, obviously, by Tiger, Phil. um, But... You know, he was a pioneer in what he did. Right? I think he was the first, one of those first golf superstars, superstars with the charisma he had and the army he had behind him, right? I think uh, we owe a lot to him, obviously. Uh, a lot of great things in this sport were done to him. For example, the Golf Channel being one of them, right? So he, uh, he was one of a kind. What would it mean for you to have a real good shot? Well, it would mean a lot. It would mean a lot. You know, it's, uh, it's too bad he's not there in 18 anymore to, to shake your hand. But even then, you know, the legacy that some of these great players have left is quite remarkable. And to be a part of that is, is something, you know, that for players like me is, is very unique. And it's one of those events that has a lot of prestige to it, right? So uh, it only adds to to your legacy if you can win it. You over under on whether your kid's going to say dada or mama first. Oh, he's already said mom, so. Oh, yeah, no, no. And I'm happy he said mom first, yeah. No, he's not even close to saying anything related to. Because I want him to say dad and what we say in my native language in the Basque country, just a little bit more complicated, so it'll take him a while. Um, and then uh, FaceTime. Does he FaceTime with your parents more or her parents more? <laughs> you guys have to share. Well, her parents live in Scottsdale, so definitely mine. <laughs> Lastly, the Masters, obviously, uh, you played so well. Remember that Sunday when you guys were out there mm-hmm. last year? Um, what confidence level do you have after playing so well at Sunday? Well, I've had a few a few good rounds at Augusta. I've done really well, you know. Uh, hopefully this year I can go with a little bit more practice than I did last time. And, yeah, I mean, confidence is always high there. It's one of those golf courses that you truly can have your own game plan when you're playing it, right? Uh, it lets you be your own a little bit, so... Uh, Excited for it, and hopefully, you know, if I have a Sunday round like that, it's a little bit closer to the lead. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, before I get to my analysis of that soundbite, let's throw in another real quick soundbite. This is my interview with Sergio Garcia, who was one of my favorite players growing up. This is at Bay Hill. This is the next day, right, on Wednesday. So Rom already knew who I was. He knew my face at that point. So I'm interviewing Sergio. We're talking about what it means to win the Open Championship. And you have 
John Rahm, who sees us in the in the parking lot, and he comes over and oh, you're asking the what would it mean question? Yeah, Sergio, what would it mean? <laughs> I'll let Rahm and, and Sergio take it from here. Um, St. Andrews, I'm thinking you played you almost won your first major at St. Andrews in 2015. What does that event mean to you? Oh yeah, exactly. What it means to you to play, hey. play with me the next few days? Yes, baby, I can't <laughs> wait. Appreciate it again, Garrett. Thanks we're gonna so play. Buddy. We're gonna play baseball or foursomes. <laughs> anyway it's a lovely uh, another side of rom I, I love that playful side and this is these are these are the absolute Ryder cup maestros right now those two and, and i just love the energy that they had but yeah just the fact that John Rahm doesn't take himself so seriously that he's able to joke around like that. I think that was a really fun aspect of, uh, you know, the fact that he was poking fun at me. He's like, hey, what would it mean? Oh, you're asking the what would it mean question again. And I, I think that's hilarious. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it too. Let's get on with the rest of the podcast and the analysis of his master's discussion. Obviously, comes when the U.S. Open. Um, he knows what is needed. It's the it's the fifteenth club of the, the concentration and the and the patience, the determination. Um, Augustus, you, you hear us talking about this. You have to put the reins on yourself. Just because you have a wedge in your hand, you have to think it out where you want it to land, where you want it to finish, and you know there is definitely a better side, left, right, short, long, whatever it might be. So. Um, yes, you can tell he can do all of that. He's he's been in the mix, and will be one of the favourites this week. Um, simple as that. He can do everything right. Drives it long and powerful. You know the long, the low drivers that Augusta get that big first skip, big release, get it on the ground, and then release it into the right places. Very very important there. Who in golf doesn't believe that that John's going to be the next Spaniard to, to win in Augusta? And and you know it's it's all been set. The pace with Seve, father of all of these uh, great players out of Spain. Jose Maria's excellent record, and then Sergio's win in twenty seventeen. We we all expect for uh, for Rum one day to be the fourth, and maybe this is the year. He's you're right. His game just matches up. Uh, every which way to um, to be able to play and attack Augusta and score well, and he has. So I was kind of like it, it's a little bit of Nick's theory on Rory. I kind of like the way some of these guys approach it. You know, I think you get duped into thinking somebody's already won earlier in the year or is really in a hot streak. That means they're going to be the favorite that week. I think the pressure is so immense that sometimes when you come in. With a little less fanfare, it, it might be a little bit easier to win. And I, I think that was an excellent point by Nick, and I think that applies here. I mean, Tiger's story is going to dwarf everyone if he plays here. And it actually, in a way, I think it eases the burden of expectations for the top players in golf, and John is on that short list. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate what you do. You get more good information than anybody out there, so keep it up, pal. Thank you very much. <laughs>
All right. So what do we think of that analysis by the CBS, the top dog to CBS golf, right? So Jim Nance, of course, telling us what his thoughts are on, on Rom and, and he's obviously bullish, right? And, and of, of course, Nick Faldo is as well, uh, knowing the kind of ball striker, the kind of iron player, uh, the premium type of driver that John Rom is. So uh, no surprise, I guess, with their excitement level, right? But this is a good point, as he was saying, as Jim was saying about Rory, this is kind of the favorite looking at Rom. But that favorite is totally diminished when you look at at if Woods plays, you know, with Rory going for the Grand Slam, there are so many uh, things that can throw us off in our our, our ADD mentality as golf fans. What's the shiny object that's going to happen there? So I really think that Rom is somebody you have to watch out for. Six unders where he finished last year, four back. He started the day 11 shots behind Hideki Matsuyama. He started his tee time two hours and 11 minutes before Hideki's final tee time there. What do you guys think? What are you expecting for him? out of this year is it going to be a, a late tea time i mean come on it's he's going to be way closer than two hours give me a break definitely an exception last year with him having his his child his you know kelly his wife having their first kid so the preparation is going to be there this year for rob i i really think the sky's the limit for what he can do at that course and he's even talked about how much he loves augusta like he said to me in, in our chat earlier there confidence level is always high at Augusta National that's so important for Rom and we know like I said he's never out of it so even if he gets off to a bad start the problem for Rory is he's gotten off to bad starts in first rounds at Augusta right and it's never been able to really recover maybe get some uh, backdoor top tens he played really well in 2018 but still what happens when the chips are down early on and I really love what Rom brings to the table and that mentality he revealed during the Florida swing, as I talked to you about, he said that it, it's he's never out of it and he's not going to give up and he is a competitor, period. That's the Rafael Nadal spirit I love to hear out of John Rahm. And I know you guys, I got to appreciate that as well. Let's wrap this up and I can tell you about Green's regulation. As I mentioned earlier, so many former past champions have been so high up in Green's regulation for that week. And as I talked to you, mentioned Justin Ray and Ray tweeted at me and, and basically told me, okay, this is what, <laughs> this is the list. And these are the players. And when you look at what speed did and how well he played 2015, second, a will it in 2016 tied for six in greens and regulation against the field that week, 2017, Sergio Garcia tied for second, 2018, Patrick Reed, maybe the outlier here tied for 21st, but we know his short game is so good. That's why he won that week. Okay. Such a great chipper and, and putter 2019 Tiger Woods was first in greens and regulation 2020 Dustin Johnson first in greens and regulation 2021 Hideki Matsuyama tied for seven. We are talking about the best number one greens and regulation player on the PGA tour in all of golf. And this is John Rahman. This is a huge stat. And I think you cannot overlook what he brings to the table over the course of 72 holes. And that sounds so basic. I get it. But this is a very deadly player. I, I am, listen, I, I'm so bullish on him, as you know. But we will wrap up here with EncoreGolf.com. Check them out. Golf is complicated. We all know that. Choosing the right golf ball for your game doesn't have to be. Check out Encore's three-ball lineup, and they cover the full spectrum of spin, trajectory, and compression to ensure your golf game is completely dialed in. With their direct-to-consumer model, they have the golf ball to fit any budget for you. So check out EncoreGolf.com. 
Yeah, this is this is going to be amazing. I, I'm really fired up for the prospects of John Rahm and what he could do. Like I said, I was out there the final round when he shot 66. I saw his finish on 15, uh, birdieing 15, and then hitting amazing tee shot. The confidence, the way he walked there on 16, the par three. I'm never going to forget that. Seeing his short game coach, seeing his manager, um, Jeff. Koski out there. I mean, this guy is just, he, he is ready. All right. I, he has conditioned his mind to win a master's title. Like that much is evident. Okay. If you're breathing, you need to be able to see that. So we'll check out John Rom. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And there's so much more to come with the master's content I've got coming out here on Twitter at Johnston Garrett. You're going to see uh, some of the best of his interview stuff with me in those two and a half minutes, right? Amazing amount of time. But really, this is about Rom and this is about the perspective of Faldo and, and Nance. And he's got a lot of fans and people that are behind him for this year. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Catch up soon on Beyond the Clubhouse.